Well, fasten your seatbelt, and please, keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 46, for the week of Wednesday, the 9th of January, 2013. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Adam. Ben. And John. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toy of the week is Bandai's SH Monster Arts Godzilla. We'll be checking in on our collecting plans for 2013, and we're going to play another round of the AFB Challenge. Everybody, how are you? Very well, thank you. Good, good, good. Awesome. Hey, John and Adam, you missed out on a very exciting party. <laughs> a parting? Party. Party. Uh, a parting. Yeah, a party in Sydney. Uh, I hope that everybody out there who has had a chance to listen to episode forty-five enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed making it. It was great to be together, and thank you, John and Adam, for your contributions to that as well. So we need to ask you guys how your Christmas was, because we didn't get to do that last week. So, Adam, how was your Christmas? Awesome. I got to, <laughs> I got to play. Uh, we have, with some of my friends, we have a backyard cricket game pretty much once a year now that, you know, some of us live in state and whatever else. Um, so I had that, and that was a 40-degree day, which is spectacularly wonderful, because we like playing in stupid weather conditions. Um Otherwise, yeah, good day. And, John, your Christmas, probably not playing outdoor cricket. No, no, it's pretty cold here. Um, we actually got uh, – we stayed home, and um, we got the first two seasons of Deadwood on DVD, so that was like our our thing. We've been watching Deadwood, um, and now we're waiting on season three to get here. Woohoo! So good have you pitch. learned some, some new combinations of swear words? Yeah. Actually, I learned a few that I didn't know, so um, – <laughs> Yeah, that that took a little bit getting past, but um, it, it's been fun. So been Deadwood fun. for I, Christmas? Well, kind of, because, you know, TV's real slow. You know, there's nothing to watch. And, right, yeah. So yeah. We, we got that. And... Fair enough. Well, here in Australia, we are having a heat wave at the moment. Mm. Um, we were melting yesterday. Did it, it, it cooled down for us here in Melbourne today. What about you, Adam? And got down to 32 or 33 as a maximum today, and it's back up towards the high 30s tomorrow. Whoa. And we had 40 today. Yikes. Which I think is about 104 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yep. It is hot. But, you know, that's what summer is like here, and that's all... That is all good. Well, we have a, a lot lined up for this particular episode, so let's get started, and we'll move on to some articulated news. It's new AT-AT, the all-terrain armored transport from Kenner. Batteries not included, action figures each sold separately. You can make AT-AT walk, its legs are big enough to crush obstacles. You can move AT-AT's head and pretend to scan for rebels. AT-AT has a cockpit for Imperial Commander and AT-AT Driver and laser machine guns. When you push a button to fire the laser cannons, you activate battle lights and sound. There's even a troop compartment. New AT-AT from Kenner's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back Collection. 
Well, if you haven't listened to our show before, the beginning of the show is always a catch-up on the latest news out there in the collectibles world. We don't try and be comprehensive in our approach to this. We just pick out the things that are most interesting to us. And this week there was actually a fair bit of news and post-Christmas announcements, so we tried to cut it down to the main stories and the most interesting ones. And Ben, you've got our first couple of bits of news tonight. I do. Thank you, Scott. One of the ones that was uh, announced via Facebook was Sideshow's um, new Conan Fury of the Beast diorama statue. Uh, this is the second of Sideshow's such Conan statues. Uh, the Conan license is currently spread around quite a few different companies at the moment, so um, there are various bits and pieces coming out. But uh, Sideshow actually released a statue a while back called um, The Prize, and it uh, was a, a statue of Conan um, sort of armoured up and running out of somewhere with a, uh, uh, a sort of a, a palace girl slung over his shoulder, etc. and it was a pretty amazing statue, and it actually sold out and is very difficult to get. Um, goes for big dollars on the secondary market. Now, the next one is based on a famous painting, and it's uh, essentially Conan fighting with what is uh, a giant ape, um, sort of a giant mutated ape, and this statue is absolutely enormous. Um, it's... Uh, I did actually see the details. Um, look, it retails for 500 US, so that should give you an idea of just how how big it is. Um, but probably the most interesting thing with this piece, this piece, I thought, was that the Sideshow exclusive... Now, now this is interesting. In the past, we've had swap-out arms and, and swap-out portrait heads and that sort of thing. But with the Sideshow exclusive piece, the Beast or the Ape is actually a black ape, whereas yeah. the reg- regular edition is actually white. Oh. So it's, it's quite odd. Um... I I studied them both quite a bit, and I think I'm actually more impressed with the, the white version. I just think because it's a little bit more unusual because, you know, a black ape just looks like any gorilla you might find in a zoo, but the white one just looks a little different. Um, I'm a huge Conan fan, very big Conan fan, and so I was pretty excited when um, this was finally sort of announced. But... Um, I just don't think I could pull the trigger on it. Uh, it's an amazing-looking piece. It's got a phenomenally detailed base. Like, there's just you, you can't fault the actual sculpting on it. However, um, Conan is actually attacking the beast from behind with his arm around its neck and weapon raised. It does actually come out with swap-out weapons, so you can choose to have Conan holding an axe or a sword or a dagger. Um, but I just don't think I could spend 500 US dollars on a statue of a giant gorilla that just happens to have a little human tagged on the back of him. Well, that, that was my kind of thought too. And I, I think that you, if you, obviously you'd want it to be posed so that you can see Conan's face. And to do that, you're going to be obscuring most of his body. You know, even when you look at yeah. a lot of the, the promo shots, it's really the beast that is the focal point of it. And Absolutely. it's Conan just kind of dangling there. So. Yeah, and no matter which way you turn it, you really you're going to lose something. I mean, if you want to see Conan on the back of this thing, you're going to lose his face. Um, yep. you, there's really no other way about it. So mm. it's it's quite unfortunate, really. But anyway, moving right along, um, Sideshow also announced their one six scale Yoda action figure, and um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty neat looking figure. Now, of course, it's one six scale Yoda. Now, normally you would say that, you know, that's around 12 inches tall, but this is Yoda, and so he actually is quite tiny. Um, He really, in the promo shots, looks like he's barely about four inches tall. 
Um, he has a retail of 99 US dollars, but I think Sideshow are aware of this, and so they've included quite a few extras to yes. sort of make a, a bit of a sweeter deal. Um, in addition to his big kind of Jedi Council, you know, comfy chair, um, you get that kind of little Yoda, you know, floating conversation disc thingy. Um, you get a swap-out portrait head, so you get the sort of the more um, demure Yoda and the more serious Yoda. You get about, oh, 60 craptillion hands. <laughs> um, how many? What are there? Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve different hands. Good grief. Um, Some of them and, don't look that different. I mean, you've got fists and obviously ones that can hold... The different things, but oh no, some of yeah, them are feet. Some of them are feet. There's, there's oh, yeah, there's more oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's more than one set of feet as well. Yeah, yeah, there are. And um, I mean, obviously, you get the ones that can hold the lightsaber and his walking stick. But then there's clearly a couple that are um, sculpted so that he can have that hand out in front of him as if he's using the force, etc. Mm. So yeah, it looked quite a, a nifty looking, um, a nifty looking figure. I'd I'd rather see an Empire Yoda. Hmm. If I was going to pop down the money on it, you know, I'm. Yeah, I'm quite excited about this, even though you know it's a bit more prequelish in some senses. I, I I just think that the um, accessories and the the chairs and things really make it worth it. Yeah. So I'm I'm I have already pre-ordered mine. Yeah. I mean, look, no one else is doing anything anywhere near as good. So, um, you know, it's either this or wait for Hot Toys to do it in, you know, 2027. So. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Like, that's what I thought. I mean, I wouldn't be ordering this if I didn't have the Luke. But I thought, you know, this will go with Luke and, and uh, yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. So, anyway, that's it from Sideshow this week. Well, thanks for that, Ben. And, John, I believe you have our two next bits of news. Yeah, um, we haven't talked about Funko in a couple weeks, probably. Um, they actually are coming out with DC uh, Domo-kun uh, figures in blind boxes. If you don't know Domo, you're, you're missing out. He's that little brown furry creature with the big mouth, and they've painted him into a variety of uh, superhero costumes from Batman. Looks like there's two or three different versions of Batman, a couple Robins, Superman seems to get a bunch. There's even a Clark Kent, uh, Flash, Shazam, Captain Marvel, Two-Face, and Riddler appear to be maybe the only bad guys, a Green Lantern. Oh, and look, an Aquaman. Uh, this is my like my worst nightmare is something blind boxed for where the only one I really want is Aquaman. <laughs> like a lot of a lot you know, if you watch the vinyl um, websites, you know, the vinyl collector websites, a lot of times they'll buy, you know, a set and they will they will sell them by the figure. Yeah. And they'll tell you which one. You, you, you should be able to find him yeah. without a problem. Yeah. I, I think I'd rather do that because I, I'm actually not wild about these really. Like, that, that Domo guy just looks too much like a, a turd with teeth for me to... <laughs> You know, be that. Yes. I've, I've got a, I've got a Domo T-shirt, and Tracy's got a couple on his de- on her desk. Well, congratulations. Um, Do they taste kids? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. No, no, I was just saying. Actually, 
<laughs> I, I do like the fact that these only rate retail for six dollars US. Uh, I think that's pretty good. I mean, some of these blind box figures start to get up there in price, and you're asking uh, an awful lot. Um, they won't be six dollars here. Oh no! Well, that's right. But yeah. get them off of eBay or something like mm, that. Yeah. But I mean, often they're asking collectors to invest quite a lot into a blind box figure. You know, when dollars get up there, so six bucks. And I mean, you know, really, if you're a DC fan, um, it's kind of win-win because other than you know the the crap DC new Superman, they're all pretty much uh, a win if this is your thing. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah, I, su- subtle difference between the the new Superman and the old. Mm. Yeah. Well, I was looking at what the Robin is, and here's the Robin. One of them has pants, and one of them has the, <laughs> the oh, Speedo. Yeah. Yeah. More brown. <laughs> I like the gray, the gray and black Batman, though. Yeah. I like that one. I, well, I mean, the fact that they're actually offering the Dick Grayson and the Tim Drake, you know, Robins up front, that, that's actually pretty good. That is fun. It's something different anyway, isn't it? And uh, something else, John? Yes, um, our good friends over at NECA, who we haven't talked about, I'm sure, in in months and months. Uh, (laughs) um, uh, They have announced, well, they didn't announce, uh, Guillermo del Toro announced on his website that NECA is doing toys and a ton of apparel and accessories in Sideshow. Sideshow. Is doing doing a couple of diorama statues for uh, Pacific Rim. Ooh. So, yes, I'm sure that this is exciting news for Ben because I know he was really excited to hear about Pacific Rim. And oh, yeah. uh, I, I think that's that's good news. Um, I'm kind of surprised. I would have expected uh, not that NECA isn't going to do a good job. I just expected them to go with something more summer movie, wide mass market toy retail for this. But mm. Yeah. Uh, look, if, if we're going to get the, the NECA sort of six-inch sculpting quality, I'm more than happy for NECA to get the license. Um, I mean, the only problem, I guess, with NECA is that we're probably just not going to get the 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 range uh, of items that you normally would from one of the, the really big sort of, you know, mass market companies. But, um, oh, wow, this means that, you know, I could get a, a Jax Teller from Sons of Anarchy action <laughs> figure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. See, it'll all work out. That's right. It'll all work out. I, I think that's going to be cool, though. Uh, oh, it's going to be a great film. Like, I, I don't even care about the story. Like, you know, guys in, in giant mechs fighting giant monsters in Seoul. <laughs> well, I, I hope actually in that film that there is not too much story. You know, like, let's, ju- let's just have the fighting. Solidarity, brother. Oh. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that, John. Now, Adam, you have a comprehensive set of lego news i think i do um so the first bit that i've got is those of you that are familiar with way back when when we got the cafe corner um lego set and have expanded that considerably since um there's a new one in that line which is the uh, palace cinema um it looks like it's another one of these ones that's going to cost us kind of 300 odd dollars or something at retail um but it'll be the modular set, so you'll be able to take the levels off it individually and you'll be able to plug it together to the rest of your um, high street or whatever we're calling them these days sets, and they'll all sit there prettily in a row. So that one looks really nice. Uh, it looks like it's come comes with uh, possibly some spotlights and uh, a vintage-looking car, so that'll be nice to have. That looks that looks really cool. I, I mm. It'd be fun to have like in my theatre room. Yeah, I mean, we've got um, 
a couple of the, the sets from this line and they're really fun because you can just take, you know, a whole floor off and go, oh, okay, that's what's going on in a particular floor without damaging it in any way and it's easy to put it back together. That's very cool. Mm. Yeah. I like um on the, the website that you linked us to, one of the comments below where someone says, I'm going to need a bigger mantle over the fireplace. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be keeping my leg above the fireplace. Um, but anyway, there you go. <laughs> well, where do you keep your Legos then? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't have a fireplace, so there you go. Oh, well. Yep. Yep. Okay. Moving on. More Legos. Uh, More Legos. We have uh, the architecture series, so they're not um, to scale, they're kind of, I guess, a a large mini kit is a good way of describing them. Um, set of actual architectural buildings that are various, impressive for various reasons. Um, so there have been ones about, you know, like the White House got one and um, a couple of other, I think might have been Frank Lloyd Wright buildings might have had one. And here we have another Frank Lloyd Wright one, which is the Imperial Hotel in Tokyo. Um, so for people that like that line, there you go, there's something for you. Are these I, ones that are quite small? Yeah, they're, um, I don't know, they're probably about, what, a foot? I reckon that, would, looking at that one, it's probably about a foot across at most. Okay. Um, so it's not, by any means, you know, the, a two-scale model that fits in with your minifix and whatever else. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, we also had uh, a bit of Kusu news, um, so that we are getting the Back to the Future um, DeLorean set. Um, we aren't getting the EVE Online ships, the modular Western Town, or the Legends of Zelda. Um, so this was the, the four sets that were up for review as of the end of last year. Um, the Western set, they said that it clashes with an ongoing project, which I would suggest is probably Lone Ranger. Mm-hmm. The Zelda one, they'd said um, it has to create a lot of new molding elements, which makes it expensive for minifigs. Also, that they'd have to go and, you know, talk to Nintendo and get a license for it, which was probably an issue. Um, and the other one, the EVE Online ones, um, I think they've basically said there's a, a bunch of other business case issues that they have to consider. Um, so I'm assuming that's, again, licensing kind of issues rather than anything else. Fine. Well, all we really care about out of that is the DeLorean, really, isn't it? Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. So... I mean, you know, with apologies to all the um, modular Western town fans out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, the final thing that I had is the Brickvention uh, 2013, um, which is essentially, uh, I think it's probably the biggest Lego uh, expo and convention in Australia. This year it's in Melbourne uh, at the end of January, so the 19th and 20th is the expo, the convention, which you have to be a member for, um, is on the 18th. Uh, tickets for the expo, if this is out in time, uh, or sorry, for the convention, if the, if this is out in time or on the finished sale on the night, um, but the expo, it's uh, strictly online booking, but will be available for much longer. Will you be attending, Adam? I will indeed. Are you? Yes. Oh, well. So I nice. will be in Melbourne on that weekend. Mm-hmm. So, Man on the street. Man on yeah. the street. Yes, well, I, I'm planning on taking my offspring so we should uh say hey indeed um if you haven't already booked tickets i'll discuss when i'm going with you 
Marvelous. I have Adelaide haven't. Day. Yeah, I haven't. Excellent. We might do that off the air, though. Yep. You know, all the pop. We don't want stalkers. You I know, know I mean, far out. All the. I mean, next thing you know, you're driving that, or someone else is driving your car down the street. Yeah. And someone gets killed, and uh... <laughs> that's terrible, isn't it? That's not something to laugh at. But no, it's yeah, not. No. <laughs> but um, cool. That's very exciting. All right. Well, I've got a couple of bit of a couple of bits of Hot Toys news, and the first one is. Uh, an announcement of something that we thought was coming for ages, and that is that Hot Toys has finally revealed their Hall of Armor sets for the Iron Man. Uh, you know, they're, they're labeling it Iron Man 2 because we saw the Hall of Armor pieces in that film, and um, these look great. They're probably everything that we'd expect from Hot Toys. Uh, they have LED light-up functions, and uh, I guess what's the most interesting about them is that there are different options of how you can buy them from Sideshow. Um, you can buy them as just a, a single or a set of four or a set of seven. And if you want all seven, um, armor not included, the, it is going to run you 800 US dollars. So, yes, I mean, they, they are pretty impressive. I have to say like they really, mm. um, they have, you know, some great light up stuff and each one, like each single, um, comes with a holographic effect sticker for each of the marks one to seven armors. So, you know, no matter which, if you just buy a single piece, no matter which armor you want to display in there, you will have a sticker to put on the front with the kind of schematics of the an outline of the armor. Um, how, so, how in the hell would you ever line the figure up with that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Perhaps it's not as hard as you think because the um, you know the Hot Toys uh, instructions are always so clear. <laughs> um, but you know, look, there's there's obviously there's a base for it and that the feet lock into. And so it may not be as hard. It may not be as hard as you think. Famous yeah, but you'd not, words. O- you'd not only have to get it right when you, when you put it on, but then trying to line the. I do. That <laughs> just looks like uh, that. That would drive the OCD in me just completely off the charts. Yeah, that's so, going to take Arnie from from Marvelicious uh, like three hours to apply the decals because uh, he, he, he won't want to. <laughs> That is so true. I mean, I I hate doing stuff like that because I'm not great at it. And but you know, you would feel like you only had one shot at it, unless they're, you know, maybe, maybe they're those really forgiving ones that peel off. We'll see. Um, but I, I don't know. What, what do you think about this, Ben? Like, does this make you more or less inclined to want an Iron Man hot toy? Uh, less. Oh, um, okay. Because uh, because I don't actually own. Uh, an Iron Man Hot Toys figure, um, I'd almost feel like some sort of compulsion to get that display as well. So that just ups the price of my Iron Man that I don't have. Uh-huh. Um, so it's sort of fortunate that I don't because I, I think if I did have multiple Iron Mans, I'd be a sucker for this. Uh, I don't know that I'd get them all at once. I'd probably be tempted to try and find them sort of, you know, uh, for a good price on eBay and, and get one every couple of months. Um but I just think they're a fantastic idea, and because they're sort of fairly generic, uh, I mean, you'd really have to know your stuff to know that it's that's sort of meant for an Iron Man figure. I think if you've got the right kind of figure, you know, you could you could just use these to, to display many different things. Oh, certainly. It it makes me kind of think, you know, maybe I could have one of these and have it 
you know, with a bit of a sense of purpose in the display. I, you know, I, I don't know. It just kind of gives it because that, that's one of the, my kind of reservations with the Hot Toys stuff not being great at kind of poses or big on articulation is that, you know, how do you kind of display it? And with a bit of a diorama piece, it, it makes a bit more sense, mm. um, you know, to, to have one. So, um, yeah, I, I don't. Especially if you, especially if you only have like one hot toy. Yeah, exactly. That would be a, a really nice way to display it. Exactly. Well, or if you didn't have loads of display cabinet space, you just go and put it in that, done, shove that on the desk or wherever. Yeah. The, the thing I think that's going to be interesting is um, for people that do get them, do get all seven because they have all the seven armors, is how many are they going to buy in preparation for future ones? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you're going to just go for, oh, well, I've got seven of these, so I'll buy seven. Or you're going to go, yeah, but there's going to be more Avengers movies. I'm going to need another, I don't know, four or five of these. So well, you won't get the stickers for those, though. Maybe, maybe what you know what could be interesting is to see whether or not with future releases if Hot Toys starts including a sticker in the with the figure. Hmm. Uh, There's a great idea. Mm. Well, that goes back to if they come off or not. You know, if the sticker doesn't come off, it won't help you any. No, but if you buy a if you buy another single piece oh. for yeah. it. Yeah, oh, I understand what you mean. Yeah, you won't be able to swap them over. Um, anyway, something that I reckon is going to um, bring Hot Toys a lot of money. <laughs> yes. A lot of money, because I, I'm with you, Ben. If I had seven Iron Man Hot Toys, I would feel compelled to get these, because it is a great way to display them. Yeah, that's. Mm. But mm. anyway, it makes me glad I don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in the biggest shock of the news, we Hot Toys has announced that they're going to produce Iron Man three toys. Who knew? Yeah, I'm I know. Shock. Yeah, I, I was totally expecting you know the gem and the holograms announcement that we've all been <laughs> you know, kind of anticipating. Um, no, but not not a big surprise. But they have also given us a tease of the. You know, it looks like the Iron Man 3 armor, which someone called the... What did you call it? Kamala Clay. Caramel. 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 <laughs> Say it for us, John. Caramel? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, I should. Yeah. <laughs> say, say what? Or, sure. <laughs> sure? <laughs> oh, just don't say Kodu Bukai. Share. Like Sunny and Share. Can sure. you share? Yeah. Share? Because Australians... Oh, ha- surely you've listened to that episode. <laughs> Austra- Australians... S- some Australians call share of Sonny and share sure, which... Uh, don't get me started. Yeah. I, I have issues with it. No, please, don't get him started. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how we got there. But so the caramel or ca- caramel or caramel eclair um, Iron Man 3... Version the extremist armor. Um, I'm not super excited about that. So, but we shall see. I'm sure that we'll um, see lots of reviews of it from all the people that will buy it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's only about a third of the news that we could have brought to you this week. Adam gave us a very comprehensive list, and then we heart- heartlessly <laughs> pared it down to make it take less than half an hour, and we're nearly there. Um, so, yay news! Now we'll be right back with the next installment. No, not now we'll be right back. Soon we'll be right back. What do you reckon? Cool. Yeah, we're coming back. 
with the next installment of the AFP podcast game. <laughs> name that. Name that train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's time for everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd from TV and FilmToys.com, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. So, over to you, John. Well, just to start off, I wanted to say uh, my favorite uh, Name That from last year was probably the Glamour Gals one, uh, just because of the reaction it got. I Glamour wanted Gals. To bring, wanted to bring that up. Uh, <laughs> you had to mention the Glamour Gals. Uh, you know, you got to mention them somewhere. <laughs> Last week's sound sounded something like this. Thank you for turning me on. So, guys, do you got any guesses on, on what last week's sound was? Oh, it gave me a headache. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting to bang my head on the table when you tell us because I really, I, I know I'm going to know it, but I could not nail it. Adam, any, any any guesses there? I've got nothing. I can't remember which ones last week was. I've been listening to so many that I had backlogged it. I've just, just heard it. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken the uh, the live element out of it, haven't I? Yeah, don't, don't, break, <laughs> don't break the illusion here. Hello. Okay. <laughs> well... For those of you that don't know, that is 2XL, the smartest toy robot in the world. Okay. Not, there you go. I didn't know it. Oh, okay. <laughs> 2XL was um, essentially a 8-track player. And you would put tapes in him, and he would ask you questions. And then you'd press buttons, and based on which button you pressed, it would skip to another track and tell you if you were right or wrong. Oh my goodness. Jeez. Oh, oh my goodness. I've just done an image. Oh, I do know the 2XL. Good old. Uh, was well, he an 8 track player? Well, they came out later, much later on with a cassette version. Okay. But um, I had the 8 the track version. And, yeah. uh, you know, I didn't, yeah. you could play regular 8 tracks on him too, but they wouldn't, like a regular 8 track will advance to the next track. They wouldn't do that. You'd have to go and press the button oh, well. to get to the next track. And his eyes lit up, and he, he was a lot of fun. I, I spent many an hour of my youth with 2XL. <laughs> did, I think we've had this discussion before. Did, were there ever 8-tracks in Australia? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. My dad had an 8-track player in his car. Well, Ooh, that was they, fancy. Yeah. They are actually sought after by vintage car restorers who like to actually put... Um, you know, the, the, the relevant type of stereo in a car for the time that the vehicle came out. Okay. So. My dad probably still has his. Mm. <laughs> He's probably still driving the same car. Yeah, I have Michael Jackson's Thriller on 8-track. <laughs> well, the first 8-tracks, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Any, anyway, we'll move on to this week's sound, and it sounds a little something like this. It's a real exciting place to be. A smiling ghost with glowing face has a secret hiding place, and that's not all. There's plenty more to say. As always, uh, go on over to the forum and, and make your guesses, because uh, 
you know, we, we love hearing everybody's guesses and, and maybe you'll just help somebody out or come over to Facebook and let us know what you think it is. And we'll see who gets that one right. Cool. You're not going to play it again? Well, no, I wasn't going to play it again this week, but it's, since you asked, we will play it one more time. <laughs> it's a real exciting place to be. A smiling ghost with glowing face has a secret hiding place, and that's not all. There's plenty more to see. Oh, I get it now. Okay, cool. Um, well, thank you very much for that, John, and uh, thanks for playing it again for us slow folks. And coming up next for Slow and Fast is the Toy of the Week. X-Men Origins Wolverine. It's all about the claws. Now the unstoppable power of Wolverine can be in your hands with Clawsome Wolverine action figures. The bad guys are tough, but the claw-popping superhero Wolverine is the toughest there is. X-Men Origins Wolverine action figures and vehicles. One of our main segments each week is Toy of the Week, where we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. Uh, it could be a recent purchase. It could be something that we've dug up from our collection. It could be good. It could be bad. But it's always interesting. And this week, Ben has the Toy of the Week. So over to you, Ben. Well, thank you very much, Scott. And today, or well, for this episode, I will be looking at the Bandai SH Monster Arts Godzilla figure. Now, Bandai have been around for quite some time. They're based in uh, Hong Kong. And, of course, if you don't know who Godzilla is, then um, mm, I don't know that I've actually really got the time to go into that much detail. Go look it up. <laughs> but um, uh, And for those that aren't aware, uh, next year is actually Godzilla's 60th anniversary. Um, uh, he doesn't look a day over 50, I've got to say. No, he's looking pretty good for his age. He's several million years old and... Uh, yeah, still looking pretty good. 1954, he debuted. Um, so this is a, a, a series of figures that I've been looking at for a while, having keeping a bit of an eye out. Um, Godzilla, the version that I've got here, was the first one to be released. That came out in uh, November 2011. Um, since then, they've released uh, another half a dozen characters um, from the assorted Godzilla franchise. Uh, they seem to be sort of releasing them about once every sort of three months or so. Um, not not. Uh, that's not a strict date. I notice there's some sort of large gaps between the release dates and some of them come out quite close together. Um, I've got several Godzilla figures that I've picked up over the years uh, from different companies um, with different amounts of detail. Um, one of my favourite ones is actually... Uh, uh, is electronic with a motion sensor. So when you sort of wave your hand past his chest, he, he goes off in his mouth and his eyes light up and he does his Godzilla roar. Um, but that figure has very, very limited articulation. So this series got my attention because of the announcement that they would have uh, quite significant amounts of articulation. And as you can imagine, that's not something that's, that's easy when you look at Godzilla's shape. Um, so I have been keeping an eye on them, but they don't go cheap. Um, they are like, you know, most of the, I guess, the Asian super articulated figures, they do have a price tag to go with them, which I don't think anyone's ever been able to explain. Um, you know, every now and then when, when Adam talks about some of the, um, 
some of the stuff that he collects and the price tags that go with it. It's, it's all a bit sort of peculiar. So I, I was watching these, and it just so happens that when I got together with the guys in Sydney uh, last week, um, I just happened to spy the Godzilla uh, sitting on a shelf, and it was a bit of an impulse buy, and it's just a, a beautiful, beautiful memory now that I have of my time <laughs> with the guys. <laughs> So I picked up the Godzilla. Um, I probably paid uh, a little bit more than what I could get him for off the internet. Um, now, the price, this is a very, very unusual series and that every single figure seems to have a different retail price. Um, so I don't know what formula that they use, but it's very, very odd. Um, it seems to be based on the number of accessories. It seems to be based on the size of the figure as well. So um, generally, if you look around on some of the online retailers, you'll find him for about 60 US dollars plus shipping. Uh, if you go straight to eBay, you'll pay a bit more, about sort of 70 to 80 dollars uh, plus shipping. Um, so I'll, I'll jump straight into it. The the packaging for, for this figure is is actually pretty impressive. It's um, it's your standard sort of box packaging, and the box is about the same size as one of the Mattel sort of shippers. It's kind of roughly the same size as Metron's cardboard shipper. Um, you get a combination window box and also, you know, you get the, um, the sort of the decal on the front that blatantly shows that it's Godzilla. Half the box is actually taken up with Godzilla's face. Um, it's kind of like a dull red packaging. He's in sort of mid-monster raw. Uh, and there's just, you know, even if it didn't have the word Godzilla on it, it's still pretty darn obvious just, you know, who we're looking at here. Uh, in the window, Godzilla is positioned sort of side-on, so you can see most of the body, uh, and his tail is actually hidden by the um, that, that picture that I just mentioned. Uh, there's a pretty groovy sort of cutout of the Godzilla logo on the top of the box so you can actually see through that into the box and also the window sort of continues around the side. Um, every side of the box has the word Godzilla on it and, if it, uh, and in addition to that it also has a picture of Godzilla so really you'd see this box from almost anywhere. Uh, it's very collector friendly. When you open the box um, Godzilla is actually stuck between like a double clamshell which with a little bit of tape um, is is very easy to remove, so you can pop him straight back in that um, that clamshell and, and put him back in the box on the shelf, which is actually nice to see considering the price of the figure. Um, the big disappointment with the box, uh, it's beautifully done. There are some fantastic pictures on the back, and there's awesome amounts of descriptive text on the box, and I can't actually read any of it. Um, there is a there's a blurb on the front now you're probably wondering what SH Monster Arts you've probably heard us talk about figure arts Bandai's figure arts series um, and apparently SH Monster Arts is a new standard figure series that incorporates the Bandai action figure art under the theme pursuing monster character expression through monster action so there you are. I'm glad I told you. Um, but just going back to that disappointment, the back of the box has some fantastic pictures and uh, a lot of text, but there's uh, a couple of areas that, um, based on a few English words and dates that stand out, I'm assuming that they are actually the profiles of the sculptors, maybe the sculptors and the painter. Um, there's two of them, and it's actually really disappointing that uh, there's just no English 
to go with it. So I can't even give credit to to the guys that actually put this figure together. Um, I actually think this is really, really disappointing from Bandai. I mean, Bandai have been doing this for a long time. Um, They are internationally recognised. Godzilla is an internationally recognised brand. Um, This line of figures is produced for international sale. Like, it's not just limited to sort of Hong Kong. This is something that will be sold all around the world. So why they didn't actually go through the effort to actually put some, you know, more, some more English text on there is, is really quite baffling. I, I don't know. I don't know whether it's supposed to add to its authenticity or, or what the go is. Anywho, moving on to the actual figure, um, Godzilla is actually a first figure. Now, um, for those of you who even remotely follow Godzilla, you'll know that there's been numerous movies but also numerous depictions of Godzilla over the years he's changed. One of the main reasons he's actually changed is the, the technology they use to, to create the, the suit um, that the actor wears has obviously gotten better over time, so it's, it's a bit more realistic in where the seams join, also the face, um, adding some you know animatronics and that sort of thing into it. Um, this particular version of Godzilla is based on the, the Heisei series or Heisei series, which uh, is a series of films that sort of kicked off in the late 80s. Um, and this one's based on Godzilla versus um, Space Godzilla, which came out in 1994. Now, a lot of people complained because they wanted a more classic-looking Godzilla. Um, they don't know what they're talking about because the classic Godzilla is actually pretty dull looking like he really does look like a, a very basic rubber suit and to produce such a highly detailed figure of such a crappy looking rendition would actually be just counterproductive to to a figure like this so i, I actually think they've gone with the right version uh, i have no doubt that in the future they'll bring out different versions um of godzilla but i'm glad they went with this one first so for the price tag of around sort of 60 US dollars plus, um, he's actually not as big as you'd probably think. To the top of his head is about six inches or 15 centimetres. He stacks up pretty much the same as a, a DC Universe Classics figure. Um, probably the only obvious difference is, despite being six inches tall, his tail, which is actually um, you know, known to be quite large, is probably about 10 inches long. Like it's um, it's actually quite enormous. Uh, which is great because, you know, you, they've obviously gone for, for screen accuracy. I mean, this figure really does look exactly like it's, it's come off of the screen. So the when it comes to the actual paint of the figure, um, Godzilla's never been particularly colourful, so they've actually cast the figure uh, in sort of that dark grey, dark green, almost black plastic. Um, there's no painting of that that skin tone. Um, the sculpting is fantastic. He's got lots and lots of little ridges and scales, so he really does look um, like he's that sort of scaly monster. Uh, the spines are actually very accurate and um, they don't move or anything like that. Um, they... There is actually highlighting on all the obvious places. They've done a really good job with producing the eyes. Now, I know there was some criticism when this figure first came out that um, he came with sort of googly eyes with the whole Marty Feldman sort of thing going on. Um, Mine's actually really good. Mine's, you know. What do you mean, like they move? (laughs) No, they look in two two different directions. Oh, Um, Like, obviously, uh, certain people weren't on their game. Um, poor old Gertie just had a bit of an off day again. 
Um, my Godzilla is spot on. He's actually looking where you want him to look, which is actually quite reassuring. Um, there's some really nice detailing uh, for his mouth. Like Godzilla has sort of double rows of teeth and they're all nicely done and there's no slop or on the sort of surrounding jawline. Um, his tongue's nicely done with sort of that red um, look. The spines have got that sort of uh, nice sort of grey-white um, wash just to sort of bring out the highlights. Um, they're obviously more pronounced when Godzilla uses his atomic breath, um, which I'll get to later. So, you know, the there's really not much you can fault on the, the sculpting and the painting. It's pretty much um, screen accurate, as you'd expect, um, and yeah, I'm actually quite impressed. All right, well, moving on then to the, uh, the articulation, he's... This is actually a big deal because, um, you know, certainly all the Godzilla figures that I've got, a friend of mine, uh, Rob, is a big Godzilla collector too, and he's got numerous Godzilla figures, and he was quite surprised at just how much articulation this figure has. Um, in the past, generally, all you really see is the sort of the, the hips, the shoulders, and maybe, you know, you might get a cut uh, in a neck joint, so you'd get five, you know, um, points of articulation if you are lucky. Um, generally, you just get a rubber tail that doesn't really do much. Um, this one has uh, 29 points of articulation, and it's really quite impressive. I mean, to start with the jaw moves, we've got um, the sort of the ball-jointed head. He's actually got kind of like a, a double neck. He's got one sort of just under the jawline and another one where the neck joins the, the shoulders. So it's kind of cool because you can get him to sort of lean his neck one way but then push the head back in the original direction and get a different sort of lean on it. So it allows you to get him to look up in the air and he can sort of look down, which is very, very, you know, different for Godzilla. Um, he's got all the usual sort of arm joints. Um, he's got the... Um, the, the shoulders, elbows, wrists, and a, a torso joint, which is a bit weird. Um, the torso one's a little odd given the sort of the way the spines are. If you twist him sort of too far, then the spines down his back sort of get out of alignment and look a bit strange. Um, he's got the hips. He's actually got double knee joints, so you can get, um, you know, you can get a good bend in the knees, but because of the size of his thighs, he's got a bit of a, a thunder thigh problem, and, you, you know, there's only so much articulation movement you can get there um the uh ankles you get the swivel and the lean so you know that's all happening but what's really impressive is he's actually his tail is got sort of multiple articulation he's got sort of um every second segment is ball jointed and so you can actually twist them and you know rotate them from side to side so you can actually move his tail in all sorts of directions and get it to um you know, sort of do all the really cool things you'd like it to do. Now, that's certainly a lot better than just having a piece of wire stuck in some some foam, some hard plastic like you might normally get. Um, so that's that's very cool. Getting a, a super articulated, articulated tail is a first for Godzilla. Um, one thing that is actually really quite interesting um, is you, you kind of look at the articulation and you have to sort of wonder, you know, could they have done different things here or different things there to, to get better articulation to allow him to do more? Or were they basing the articulation so that you can get him to do what uh, a guy in a suit could do? Like, are they trying to be realistic to the actual, um, I guess, the Godzilla suit? And if you can um, get him to do what the guy in the suit can do, or should you be able to 
get him to do the things a giant lizard could do. So, you know, it's, it's arguable. But, um, look, it would be nice to have more articulation, but to be honest, you really won't have him sitting on the shelf doing him doing anything other than the standard Godzilla sort of pose, arms up, mouth open, roaring, etc. So um, I think for me as a collector and the way I display my figures, I'm pretty happy. I think this is the most detailed, the most articulated Godzilla um, we've ever seen. Um, then comes to the downside. Um, the one thing that, that really will lose some some dolly rating points for me. Um, and that is, if you actually have a, a look around the internet at this figure, you'll actually see him sort of posed with... Um, Godzilla has his kind of atomic breath. He does this big energy blast out of his mouth um, that's based on sort of the nuclear energy that, that sort of mutated him. Um, and you can get this accessory, which is a big atomic breath blast, and it's you, you stick one end in his mouth and the other end has got sort of a big wide flare on it as if it's hitting something. Mm-hmm. And it's actually so big that it comes with its own support um, because it just won't sit in his mouth on its own. But the good thing is the base of the support, they instead of just doing like a clear base, they've actually shaped it as if it's kind of a, an energy rippling effect, like as in, you know, the blasters of, of such magnitude that the ground sort of shakes and, and things go everywhere. So it actually looks quite effective. So I, I was quite excited about that. And when I opened my up, there, there was no accessory to be seen. And I couldn't actually see anything in the packaging that sort of indicated that it should be there. Um, there was no sort of, um, you know, place in the clamshell that, that would indicate there's an accessory there and that it's actually missing. So I'd had a bit of a look around online and as it turns out, the energy blast was uh, an incentive for the first run of production. Oh. Oh. So for those people who got in when the figure first came out, you got the energy blast. Now, obviously, they've done another production run. And, I mean, we're talking 12 months since the figure came out, effectively. So since then, they've they've done another production run or many production runs, uh, and it's no longer available. So obviously, if you jump on eBay and have a bit of a look, you'll actually find people selling the figure, uh, and you'll find some people selling the figure, and they've clearly marked the auction as, you know, first run comes with energy blast, and they are charging the appropriate amount for it. So you'll pay about an extra 50 to $60 if you want the first run with the energy blast. That really pisses me off. That oh, is yeah. really, really annoying. Um, you know, Bandai are expecting people to fork out, you know, 60 to $80 for a six-inch action figure that now comes with no accessories, but if you got in early, you actually got an accessory. Now, the problem I have with this is if you're ordering from an online retailer, how do you know when the cutoff point is? If you don't get it in the first week that it comes out and you wait for one month or two months or three months before you order that figure from an online retailer like Big Bad Toy Store or something, how do you know which version you're going to get? Uh, do you rely on the website's photos? If it displays a photo of Godzilla with his atomic breath, do you just presume you're going to get that one? Um, you know, there's nothing on the box whatsoever that indicates that it is not a first-run figure. Um, if there is, it's written in Japanese, and, and I certainly can't see it. So, you know, I just think to include an accessory like that for an expensive figure, um, I, you know, I think that's pretty reasonable, asking people to pay that kind of money uh, and including an accessory. But to then take it away and expect people to pay that kind of money without an accessory, um, I don't know. What do you think, guys? I 
I don't know that it was that great of an accessory. So, <laughs> I, I think it's a failing of all the like figure arts and monster arts, right? I mean, like it's one of the things that for me is a real letdown for the the early release Dragon Ball Z figure arts ones. It's not until we get to sell that we started getting any kind of um, or selling I think Super Saiyan three Goku, we started getting any kind of energy effects. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with John. I mean, I think that. I mean, I think it's scabby. Like, like, like I understand why you're annoyed, but I, I don't actually think it looks like visually. I don't know how effective it is, um, and also when it needs that big clunky stand to to work, I'm not sure it's worth it. You know. Well, the thing is, when you know Godzilla's atomic breath, uh, at least in the later films, is sort of that white light. So when you look at some of the other figures in the series, um, you know, such as Space Godzilla or um, Mecha Godzilla, uh, their their breath is quite different. The Mecha, um, sorry, the Space Godzilla one is kind of a, a bit more fiery, and so it's got sort of lots of little tendrils going everywhere, and, and it actually looks quite impressive. And so, sort of facing them off against each other, uh, I think would actually look pretty cool with their their breaths, because you know that's what happens in the movies. They often shoot their breath at each other and when it hits it, you know, destroys half the city, etc. Um, you know, so I think that'd be a lot of fun. And also I think some of the figures also include um, not instead of just the energy blast accessory, you get sort of small tanks and things like that to put around their feet to sort of, you know, make out the, the tiny humans, are, you know, doing their bit to try and vanquish the beast. Um, and, I mean, if all that sort of stuff is actually going, I think that's really, really unfortunate. Um, you know, it's... It, it, Either include it or don't. You know, just pick Here, one and stick with it. I'll, I'll make you feel better about it. To me, it looks like he's projectile vomiting water. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that that's fair if you're not a fan. But, you know, I, I've been watching Godzilla films um, for as long as I can remember. Um, you know, in certainly in this country, they've never been easy to find. And I can remember going to, you know, Chinatown as a teenager and hiring sort of really dodgy VHS tapes just so I could see the new Godzilla film. Um, you know, I, I was uh, hugely uh, thrilled when a, a tele- television station in Australia started showing them on a Saturday night. Um, and so, you know, I've got a bit of a legacy with Godzilla. So, the, you know, the breath is actually quite um, quite a you know cool accessory because it's, it's part of him. And, I mean, you know, one of my favourite parts of the film is when he unleashes his breath and, you know, frags the bejesus out of everybody. Um, so, you know, that's something I, I think is a, a, a bit weak uh, overall and otherwise, you know, an otherwise really impressive figure. Um, so what, what does that do to the Dolly rating? Well, look, you know, if, if I had of... I've since picked up um, Space Godzilla. I, I found an online retailer um, that is selling them for a really, really good price with postage, um, worked out to be about $50. So that's that's really impressive compared to what some places, I think um, Sideshow are charging around 80 US for them. Um, so, you know, I think just between the, the lack of accessory in, in the sort of second run, the um, lack of, I guess, English on the packaging, um, et cetera, I'd probably drop it maybe two and a half points. So I, I think I'll give this guy seven and a half dollars out of ten. Okay. Well, well, it's got a nice story to it because, you know, you you were with 
outstanding company when you got it. Um, yes. So you know, that, that, I guess that makes up for a little bit. But I, I, I hear the I hear the concerns. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you very much for that, Ben. That was really comprehensive, and that wraps up Toy of the Week. So when we come back, we will be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections. Coming from the farthest reaches of the universe to challenge the worst villains on Earth are the most powerful heroes ever in the Battle of the Superpowers Collection. Can it be the Supermobile on the attack? The Lexor 7 armed with kryptonite? Will the Supermobile repel those deadly rays? You bet. Ready for battle? Activate Ram! New from Kenner's Superpowers Collection. Vehicles and figures with power action, each sold separately. Flying lessons for Penguin? Fish bait for Luther? Can the Supermobile defeat the Lexor 7? You decide. Well, Feeding the Addiction is where we take time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders that we've made since the last episode. But before we go around the table to ask that question, I thought I would ask a, a bigger picture question as we start a new year of collecting. What do you see on your collecting plate this year? And in, in particular, is there anything that you think that um, in 2013 that you will stop collecting? Anything that, what are you going to keep collecting? And then anything in particular that you think you may either start to collect or are in danger of starting to collect. So just to give you a, an example from my list, um, I have stopped collecting a couple of things and they are the Kotobukiya Marvel statue simply because of scale between them and the Bowens. Um, and I've also stopped collecting the Marvel Hot Toys. Um, something I think I probably am finished collecting is the Marvel Kotobukiya Bishojo statues. Um, I just have got a lot of Marvel stuff happening, limited space and budget, and I think that's something that's going to end up um, off the list. Um, what I think, what I know I will keep collecting is the Bowen pieces, um, cherry picking DC, uh, sorry, DC collectibles statues and, uh, the, um, oh, I was about to say club infernal crisis. The, <laughs> oh, seriously, <laughs> Mattel's DC offerings, um, I'm, I am subscribed to, so obliged to, and I've given masters of the universe one more year as well. Um, and the rest are things I cherry pick. So, occasional sideshow premium formats, um, some Marvel Universe and Marvel Legends. I'm not completist with those. In terms of starting, uh, there's one thing I think I may be in danger of starting on next year, and that, or this year, sorry, and that is Lego. Um, <laughs> there's just so much happening with that at the moment, and my kids are getting into it as well. So I think that's a bit of a danger point. Um, so, so Ben, what about you? What does your, your stop, keep, and start list look like? Stop keeping last. Uh, I think the one that I'm quite excited for this year uh, is NECA. Um, I've cherry-picked NECA's licenses for a while, and the only, uh, such as you know, Gears of War, uh, the only license I was enthusiastic for was Predator. But now that they're really starting to pick up with things like their, um, their Aliens line as well, that will include the human characters... Um, I think I'll be putting a lot more effort into those. We'll see some new aliens come out of that, uh, the new super articulated aliens. So I see that as a bit of an army builder. Um, I 
Uh, I'm, I'm actually quite taken with my Godzilla figure, despite the, the seven and a half dolly rating. I think <laughs> that's the sort of thing that the releases are paced at maybe sort of three figures per year. Um, so I think that's actually quite reasonable. Um, so, you know, that's, that's looking up. I'll still continue with Club Infernal Crisis in, in whatever shape it, it comes. Um, I, I think I'll continue with Marvel Legends, though I see that to be a bit more of a cherry pick, depending on the, the builder figures. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm always extremely nervous uh, about what Hot Toys announces. Uh, while Hot Toys sort of stick to the movie versions uh, of their licenses, I think I'm reasonably safe, but uh, I'm always a little nervous that they'll come out with a, a license for something that is... Um, you know, not necessarily movie-based, such as uh, pulp characters or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I will be dialing back a little bit, I think, is uh, Bowen's statues. Um, we're starting to see more and more repeat characters from from Bowen. Um, you know, Bowen's acknowledged that um, the the big characters um, sell the, the Wolverines, the Iron Men, the Captain Americas, etc. And uh, from a business point of view, I can completely understand that. But you know, the problem is every time he produces a perfect rendition of a character like the Spinning Hammer Thor, um, I'm, I'm not inclined whatsoever to pick up another Thor. Mm. Um, I mean, I've now got a couple of Thors and a couple of couple of Captain Americas, so I really just don't have any incentive to pick any others up. And um, he seems to be visiting some of the classic characters that um, I'm not interested in. Um, he hasn't really sort of started looking at some of the ones I'd be uh, more inclined to get. Um, some of his choices are a bit odd. Some of them are completely obvious, like the Kingpin. Mm. Um, so I think I'll be dialing back on Bowen quite a bit, but I think that's also a little bit coloured by the fact that Sideshow are producing their premium format um, DC, but also continuing with the premium format Marvel characters. Um, now that I've got a few of the premium format characters, the the, the detail, the quality, the scale is is phenomenal. Um, I mean, I've I've reviewed. Uh, Wolverine and just said how impressed I was with that. Uh, I love my Colossus. I'm looking forward to the the Batman Hmm. uh, um, quarter-scale premium format. So, yeah, I I think that's where I'll be focusing this year. Well, that's that's really interesting. Um, Thank you for that, Ben. Adam, what about you? Um, I think most of mine are pretty much fate accomplies anyway. Um, So I basically already decided I'm stopping Marvel Legends. I don't have space and I've got a much bigger Marvel Universe collection. Um, I'll probably stop Heroclix. I don't have enough time to, to really play the game that much, and if I'm not playing the game, I see no point in getting the um, the clicks. Um, I'll be stopping doing home renovations unless they become absolutely vital. <laughs> <laughs> uh, things I'll keep collecting, I'd say we can put on there um, the Marvel Universe line and the uh, Dragon Ball Z figure arts figures. Um, that's probably the keeps and the start. Maybe, maybe start cherry picking some of the Funko Pop line. They're they're pretty fun, I think. They are yeah, fun. Cool. They are fun, and they're unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, they just produce everything. They're going to get a license for our show soon, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we'll only charge them a couple million dollars, I think. So oh, yeah, you know. absolutely. And I mean, you know, when when size got one, it can't be far off. <laughs> We're, we're very reasonable. Talk to us, Funko. Um, 
And and John, you'll make an interesting pop vinyl toy. What about you? Well, you know, that might be something I might have to start getting a few of this year, <laughs> actually. Um, just for the same reason, they look pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure. Really, I haven't, uh, I don't see me stopping anything because I've really dialed back Star Wars to just a few figures a year. But um, probably what I'll keep collecting is G.I. Joe. Really waiting on that to take back off with the film and some of the new movies coming out this year, probably Iron Man 2 or Iron Man 3. That'll be the the things that I'm looking forward to for this year. Very good. Okay, thanks for that, guys. And now to the uh, original intent of this segment. What have you gotten since we last chatted? Adam, you go Uh, first. What about you? So I've ordered the Plastamake starter set. Um, for those that don't know, Plastamake is essentially a, a moldable plastic. You pretty much put it in boiling water and it loses its shape. You can make it into whatever you want and um, let it cool and off you go. Um, so that one will be interesting. I'm pretty much thinking of using that for doing bits and pieces of effects and dioramic stuff. So see how we go. Um, I have a snowball microphone on the way from the US. Um, which will hopefully improve the quality of my podcasting. But, you know, I mean, you can only do so much with God-given talent like this. (laughs) That's right. um, What else have I got? Uh, A load of stuff from Christmas. I got a a, um, bobblehead Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory. Um, I got a Funko Pop Carl Drogo from Game of of Thrones. I got... uh, Back in the, the 90s with the Tick Cartoon Show, there were a bunch of little, I don't know, they're probably like three to four inch figures that had absolutely no articulation um, from that. And I had one of those initially. I think after this, from what I can find that one I had originally, I'll have all of them bar one. Uh-huh. Um, and the other thing that I've got coming to me, which has shipped, is I've got a um, custom-made Batman costume and a custom-made Spider-Man costume. Oh, sweet. As in yep. a- adult-sized? As in adult-sized. <laughs> cool. And where will we be wearing these? Uh, around the house. I'm, I'm pretty much <laughs> banned from trying to fight crime in them. Oh. <laughs> you could wear them while you record the podcast. Well, I could. I'm not sure what the muffling would be like on the Spider-Man one, but we can try it out. <laughs> That's right. Well, some of us are very against muffling, so... Well, I mean, if, you know, we can somehow convince Ben to keep the video from the waist up, um, uh, it's even less likely, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Um, and, John, your acquisitions. I, I finally broke down and bought the Lego Mummy set. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's got a little uh, um, skeleton horse pulling a chariot, so and it glows in the dark. Full review coming in next week, I believe, is when it'll be out. And do you think that you might extend to the other monster series? Well, they're going on clearance here, so they're oh, getting harder to find. Huh. I, I walked into Walmart the other day, and their aisles were were half bare. I mean, after Christmas, they just got must have got hammered because, um, like almost probably all the almost all the monster sets were gone, except for the really big ones. Yeah. Huh. The action figure aisle just looked horrible. Well, that's pretty normal for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Ben, what about your acquisitions? Uh, I picked up this new Godzilla figure. I might sort of talk about it sometime. Yeah, you should. Yeah. 
<laughs> is that it? Oh, yeah, I think that's it. That's it. Um, well, I got a, a little bit on my trip to Sydney as well. Um, and then on, on the way home, I managed to get some things as well. Um, the, the main things I picked up were um, the DC Collectibles Batgirl bust. I didn't pre-order it. Uh, but I saw it in person, and I, I'm really enjoying that series. Um, I, I like the the redesign of that particular costume, and it's a really charming um, bust. Great sculpt by um, Jim Maddox, and uh, really nicely painted as well. So yeah, I, I'm not thrilled with the the t- the type of base that DC Collectibles is using for these new busts. I think it's a bit odd oddly shaped and um a a bit too uniform across the different busts but i really like this particular bust uh very good um i picked up the marvel select storm um which again i hadn't pre-ordered just because i i think i forgot uh but i saw that at king's comics and so i picked it up i'm not worried about getting the variant because it's one of the strangest variants um that Marvel Select has done. I think it's a really, I mean, obviously they couldn't keep that body and do the, the Mohawk variant. So I think they were really scratching for a different hairstyle. I'm not quite sure what the reference is, <coughs> but uh, I, I won't be worried about that. But the, the figure is really nice. The Marvel Select Storm figure. Um, yep. And I also picked up some Marvel Universe that I, um, I didn't have yet, which was the, the three new figures from the latest wave, Jubilee, Professor X, and Blastar. And, uh, I, I'd been holding off ordering those because I've read about a lot of paint issues with Jubilee. Um, <laughs> and so I was really pleased to actually find a whole stack of them in person and be able to go through and pick one out that looked good. Um, and I, I actually thought some of the Professor X's had, paint issues as well like on his on his face with his eyebrows some of them seem to be um not really where eyebrows are supposed to go so <laughs> um so i got some properly paced eyebrows and uh they're really nice figures and that by star is awesome and uh that was my haul Nice. Oh, cool. Very gorgeous. All right. Well, it's now time to move on and time to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this bizarro world? Well, red card, it is that time that we take to ask why. Why or oh why about something in the toy world? And uh, Adam, you are handing out the red card penalty this week. So over to you. Thank you, Scott. So uh, one of those things, you know, it's a, Australia, there's a heat wave happening. You can't really leave the house. You get bored. So you go and look for hottie, for horrible, hideous things. Uh, uh, do you say hottie? Hotties? No, no, <laughs> a little bit Freudian like, there, I think, Adam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I can, can't find hotties on the internet, there's something wrong with me. But um, horrible, hideous uh, abominations of nature, uh, otherwise known as bootlegs. Um, <laughs> and this week I've come up with a doozy. Um, I found this one at a place called uh, weirdotoys.com, um, who have blessed us with Super Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> this figure is... Uh, from their analysis, a combination of Superman, Spider-Man, and Batman. Uh, you can quite clearly see that the body for this wonderful bootleg is a Spider-Man movie um, body. They've then painted the whole body blue <laughs> and then uh, 
painted a couple minor yellow bits and you know Superman shields on on the um, belt and torso. Uh, whacked out. A, I don't even know where the hell that head's from, but it's fugly. Head <laughs> on it. A red cape. That's the the reason they've claimed this is Batman is because the cape is um, well has the diagonal Batman zigzag at the bottom. Um, <laughs> And the head for this is just abominable. Like, apart from being a very ugly-looking head, they've clearly missed the eyes, eyebrows, and, and uh, hairline by it looks like a good you know, three or four millimetres. Uh, <laughs> they've so missed absolutely everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So he's got eyes, you know, out of his eyebrows. He's got eyebrows in the middle of his forehead. And, you know. <laughs> this is painted by one of Grady's ancestors. It's actually it's an archaeological piece. Yeah. Yep. And then the best part is there's a an LED uh, light in his chest that glows red. <laughs> I think that's what's really weird about this is that I mean surely that's got to come from somewhere. You know whatever they ripped this off of they wouldn't you know people don't just add LED stuff into bootlegs for the hell of it. So you know what what was this once upon a time? Well, yeah. the, the Spider-Man, uh, like if you look at the back of his arms, they're, they're completely hollow, like as in they've been excavated. Um, you know, you can see that the back of his arms, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on there. But, um, oh, yeah. But even the cape is, is badly cut and badly fixed. It, it just looks like a bit of random red cloth that's been cut. It's um, It's very odd. But they also don't seem to have gone for any kind of... Accuracy. I mean, is this meant to be the new Man of Steel? Because then the chest logo is wrong, and if it's meant to be classic, well, then they haven't painted his his red jocks. Um, it's it's well, it's it's obviously the fifty two armor. Well, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, this is it's a ten inch figure apparently. Um, the the glow in the the chest is what was really throwing me. Like. Whatever is that supposed to be? <laughs> no idea. It's just baffling. It's hilarious, though. And I, I don't think it was even a particularly good Spider-Man figure to begin with. No, I mean the only articulation from the look of it is that the you know you can swing the arms backwards and forward at the shoulder. <laughs> Maybe turn, you would have been able to turn the head. <laughs> well, you know some of those um uh, those larger uh, figures that they make for some of the, the movie lines don't have a lot of articulation. I wonder if it started off as one of those. I, I think so. so. Yeah. But yeah, sure it did. Someone's gone to a lot of effort, really, to... Really? Make, really, what, have they? No, I mean, like, to, to make it so weird. Like, you know, it's... it's I don't understand, the, like, why they didn't just do a bootleg Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm quite curious where the head came from because clearly they've had to find a human head male um, that that is in scale. I don't know that it's in scale. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think yeah. it's actually partly the way that it's painted that makes it look so out of scale because the eyes are painted up on the forehead. Um, yeah, I think it was painted properly. It wouldn't look quite so out of scale. Um, you know, and the hair is painted up. Uh, oh dear! I mean, there's absolutely no redeeming features for this figure whatsoever. Like it's, 
it's not something you give to a kid because it's not brand recognisable. Uh, uh, maybe a kid that you hated? Well, that's yeah. right. But, I mean, you know, this is the sort of stuff you keep an eye out for, for cheap things that you might be able to use in customising. Well, there's absolutely nothing there that you could use. Like, really, there's just no redeeming qualities whatsoever. You could maybe blow your nose on that cake. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, that's a spectacular find. Well done. Super snotty Spider-Man. Quite. <laughs> I've actually talked to uh, Justin from Weirdo Toys before, and I was on a podcast with him, and he's a really good guy. So um, I'll, I'll give his site another plug because he does some very, very interesting stuff, and it's always a little bit off kilter, and I, I just love some of his stuff. I wonder if he would be interested in coming and chatting to us. I'm sure he would. <laughs> I'm sure he would. He's a really nice guy. Well, we'll have to get him to prove that to us. Um, I, lo- I mean, it's just fun. It's very fun and uh, and a good find. We don't, so I'm not sure who we're really giving the red card to, um, but makers of uh, every single person involved. Yeah, everyone, everyone involved. <laughs> you all get the red card this weekend. You all deserve it. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you for that, Adam. And uh, coming up after that well-deserved fail, it's time to go back to the AFB challenge. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Dr. Bones McCoy, caring for the health of the Enterprise crew. Scotty, the chief engineer, in charge of the transporter room. Mr. Spock, the Vulcan, second in command. And the Klingon, enemy of the Star Trek crew. Star Trek action figures, complete with accessories shown, each sold separately from Mego. Last year, our good friend John came up with a, a great idea for a, a segment, and that was the AFB Challenge. Um, and Ben and I were the first guinea pigs for that. We had great fun. Um, I, I can't I can't remember who won. I, oh, it was me! Um, anyway, so we, we've asked John to, to bring that back again, and uh, Adam is going to join in the fun as well. So over to you, John. Oh, thank you. And you'll remember, right, you did win the last one. You are the reigning champ, so Woo-hoo. this time we'll... We'll blah, see if blah, uh, blah. <laughs> we'll see if you can uh, defend um, my title. Defend your title, or will will Ben, you know, make a triumphant return, or or will will Adam, the new guy, come in and win it all? No, he won't. Uh, <laughs> I, I only lost because you do that stupid takeaway points if you don't get it. <laughs> yes, as as you may know, this follows the format of Jeopardy. Um, we have one board. There are four categories with three questions in each category, and then we have a final question at the end that you get to to bet money on. Cool. So for this time, we will use the categories points of articulation, which I'll give you a line. You give me the point. how many points of articulation. Mm. Name the line, which we did last time. That's I'll give you character names. You tell me what the name of the line was. Marvelous Destinations, which are destinations from the Marvel Universe. And TV toy or not, I'll give you a, a TV show and you tell me if it had a toy line or not. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and we need to get some some housekeeping stuff out of the way. We need some buzzers. Um, I know last time, Scott, you were at the uh, Woof buzzer, I believe. Woof. Yep. Uh, okay, can, we I tested that, that one out. Yep, yep. Um, Adam, do you have a preference on your buzzer? Uh... Uh, th- that, that, the, that's as cohesive a, a noise as I'll make when I've 
worked out what it is. Just just do the cat meowing. <laughs> no, then I have to go and find him and doing it on cue. Yeah, that could Squeeze be challenging. Squeeze the cat every yeah. time you want it. <laughs> <laughs> The AFB podcast does not condone the squeezing of cats to make noise. <laughs> <laughs> what about huffing? About what? Do what? Huffing. Huffing? huffing. Yeah. Cat? Uh, go Google it. Hu- cat huffing. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not putting a cat in a plastic bag to... So, so you got the uh, annoyed man sound, um, Ben. What, what are you going with this time? Uh, I'll, I'll just go with the the cat meow. Okay. <laughs> now you okay. have to tell all these apart, you know. Yes. Could do you all test your buzzers one more time? Uff. Meow. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think I think we got that. <laughs> and I think that's all of the housekeeping stuff that we need for the moment. <laughs> so we are ready to start, and as the reigning champ, Scott, you will get to pick the first question. Ooh. I'm just going to um, be very linear and go points of articulation for 100. Points of articulation for 100. The 100 point value is Weebles. Oof. Ooh. Who had that one first? It almost sounded like was was that Ben? I think it might have been. I just asked what because I didn't understand. Oh, he asked what? Oh, I know what it oh. is then. Woof, woof, woof. Oh. I didn't okay. understand what you said. Weebles. Weebles. Zero. It is. It is zero. They do not have any articulation in them at all. That's because they wobble, but they don't fall down. Yes. What are these things? Do you don't know what weebles are? No. Oh, there might be a cultural issue here. Yeah, never heard of them. You never heard of weebles? No. I'm seeing them now. Come on, yeah, they okay. wobble, but no they idea. don't fall down. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Yeah, you, you've made that like point me. several times now, and I'm still not clearer. Well, Google. They're shaped, shaped like me, kind of smaller, <laughs> top, bigger in the middle. <laughs> oh. Looks like one of those things you punch when you're angry. <laughs> yeah, kind of, but they're real small. They're real yeah. small, yeah. Not very good at punching. All right, well, let's stick with that and go points of articulation for 200, please, Alex. Points of articulation for 200. Back to my question page. Adventure people. Adventure people. Adventure people. <sighs> Are they Fisher Price? Is that Fisher Price yes. Adventure People? Ooh. Fish, Fisher Price Adventure uh, People. Okay. I'm going to go for four. Oh. Sorry about that. Oh. Any, anybody else have a guess? Meow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go five. It, it is five. Hey. Because <laughs> you have... Head, arms, and legs. Yeah. 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 I forgot the head. They were just like those generic figures, weren't they? There was... There was like a yeah. you know pilot and farmer, yeah. They had a safari and a news crew and doctor. Lots Ooh. of fun. All right, they do yeah. have a doctor. Excellent. Okay, well, well, that means that uh, Ben gets the choice of category this time. All right, uh, I'd like TV toy or not for one hundred, please. Okay, TV toy or not. The first one is the A Team. 
Woof. <laughs> meow. Oh. <laughs> and it, it sounded like it sounded like the woof got it. So uh, over to you, Scott. What what do you think? Yes. TV toy or not? Yes. They did have toys. They actually had a couple of different lines. Yep. We, we, we played their commercial skills. on our show. Yep, that is true. We're the A team. That's right. Um, <laughs> I might go uh, Marvelous Destinations for 100, please. Okay, Marvelous Destinations for 100. What is the name of Banshee's ancestral home? Meow. Oh. <laughs> okay, we got a meow. What is Ireland? Okay. <laughs> I think we're looking for something a bit more specific. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he he made he made noise before I did. Okay, Cassidy Adam. Cassidy it, is Ca- it is Cassidy Keeps. Oh, oh, come on! You got to be specific there. <laughs> I, oh well, I, that's what I was going to say too. So oh, you're just geez. wrong, 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 wrong. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> I'll be nice, and I won't take any. Uh, oh, come on! Any points away for that one. Don't be nice. <laughs> Does that mean you're not taking away any points for anyone? No, just for me, because you know I was partially right. We're <laughs> not right. Ancestral. <laughs> so, why don't you just sit back and enjoy a nice cold glass of fuck off? <laughs> <laughs> so right now. It looks like Scott has 200 points, Ben has 200 points, and Adam is in the hole with minus 100. But Adam Adam gets the choice of the next question. I'm going to go for Name the Lion at 300 points. Who at 300 points? Ooh. Yeah. Name the Lion. Okay, here we go. I'm going to name some characters. You tell me the line. Granny Gross. Fearsome Flush. Slimer. <laughs> okay. Ghostbusters. It is Ghostbusters. Good nice. job. <laughs> I thought Ghostbusters, and then I completely forgot my buzzer. <laughs> can, can Adam lose points for having a really annoying buzzer? No, I like that buzzer. <laughs> annoying face. <laughs> and, and because that was 300 points, that actually means that we have a three-way top. I go on. Yeah. And it's Adam's choice. Uh, Let's go for points of articulation at 300. Points of articulation for 300, which is the last one in that category. Masters of the Universe vintage basic figure. Uh, I think I think I heard the the annoyed sound first. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Six. It is six. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> See how encouraging I am and how mean he is. <laughs> Trash talks, you know, require. It's only because I would have said six. <laughs> See, but then if you had like the one that was a battle damage, did, would that account as a seven or what? <laughs> yeah, it probably would have. That's why I said that's not articulation. Here. And what about Red that's an action Red feature? No, that's a, the battle damage is an action feature. That's not articulation. Okay, but then what about Red Man? Red Man was <laughs> a basic the, figure. He said standard. He's a standard. 
Red Man's not standard. <sighs> you got the points. Keep it. Keep. <laughs> stop. Stop where you can. <laughs> okay. So that eliminates all of the points of articulation questions. And okay. it's now 200, 200, and Adam's ahead with 500 with the choice of category. Woo. Oh, wait, no. Let's go for Marvelous Destinations at 200. Marvelous Destinations for 200. Arcade's ve- Vacation Destination for the X-Men. Woof! I got a woof. Murder World. That is correct. Yay! I'm getting confused about what's still available. Oh, um, Someone has been updating the board. Well, I have, but not on that page. <laughs> I, have a, I have a separate board that I've actually been oh. keeping track of it on. It's like keeping two sets of books. Okay, well, I'll... I'll stick with the, um, I'll go for the... Marvelous Destinations? Yeah, for 300, please. Okay. What is the planet that Silver Surfer calls home? Oh. Um. Meow. Okay. (laughs) Meow. Zen Zen La? It is Zen La. Hi. Oh, first thing that came to my mind was Ran, and I'm like, no, no, yeah, that's me the other too, guy. me too, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the other dude. <laughs> Excellent. All right, and we oh, actually no. have a three-way tie again. Woo-hoo. <laughs> it's 500 points across the board right now, and we have um, two questions left in Name the Line, the 100 and 200, and two questions left in TV Toy or Not, the 200 and 300. Uh, sorry, so there's name the line 100, 200. What else? Yep. TV toy or not for 200 and 300. Mm. Um, uh, let's go. Can I please have TV toy or not for 200? TV toy or not for 200. Alias. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard the annoyed man first. <laughs> the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Because I have, and I actually mentioned one of those as uh, being the uh, one of a really bad figure at one time. It's like the only um, name that I've ever gotten. <laughs> that brings you up to 700. And Ben and Scott both have 500. But it's Adam's choice. Let's go for TV Toy on 300. Ooh. Tales from the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> Scott. No. That would be incorrect. Oh, damn it. I was just using... Uh, oh, all, all three of them were Yes. So does that mean you can go meow? Girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not in this case. No. <laughs> so does that mean I lose three hundred points? You do lose three hundred points. Brings you down to two hundred. <laughs> oh well, it was a risk. It was a calculated risk. 
<laughs> but there's yeah. there's still 300 points on the board, so okay. you, you yeah. pick that back up. It was, it was a calculated risk. That's all right. Is there a final Jeopardy? Yes. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. yeah you, get, you get the bet. <laughs> okay. So, um, Adam, you had the ra la ra 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 ra. He did have the ra really because he's got the annoyed man sound. So. Yeah, he had the last correct answer. So you get to pick. Do you want the name the line for one hundred or two hundred? It's got to be two hundred. We will work backwards. <laughs> and here we go. King Lionheart. Ah! <laughs> Teenage Mutant okay. Ninja Turtles. It is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <sighs> it doesn't take a surprise out of what I'm going with next, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, the I suppose, suspense is killing me. <laughs> I suppose it does. I'll take name that for 100 points. Hang on one second here. I got a little scoring issue. Okay. All right, for 100 points. Skidmark. Keelhaul. Snake Eyes. Meow. Uh, <laughs> I think I heard the meow first. G.I. Joe. It is G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. I, I, I threw the Skidmark in there just because, you know, I had to. <laughs> That's hilarious. So... I did not As know of, that there was a G.I. Joe called Skidmark. Oh, uh, there's some shocking G.I. Joe ones. He was a uh, he was a vehicle driver. <laughs> I believe. Obviously not a very good driver, yeah. Alright, so here we go. We've got Scott with two hundred, <laughs> Ben with six hundred, <laughs> and Adam with nine hundred. <laughs> so if you all will We'll go into your little Skypey boxes and let me know what your wagers are going to be. So it was 900, 600, and 300? Or something 200 like that? For, 200 for Scott, yeah. And how does this work? You can bet anything from 0 to 600 of your score. And if, if you get it, and so you have to give an answer? Oh. Yeah, I better tell you guys what the category is. Um, the category is Vintage Star Wars Figures. Fuck. <laughs> did you get my wager? Yes, I did. Okay. I think he went for everything. Well, spoilers. Did that go to everybody? <laughs> no. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I was just double checking. Well, I can see it. Where is it? Okay. I've got Ben's and I've got Scott's and I've got. Adams. Okay, are you gentlemen ready? Yes. Okay. What was the name given to the post Return of the Jedi figure line? And you'll want to you'll want to send this to me again in your little um, Skype boxes. Now I know somebody just sent me something. Hang on. I did. I, I did. You and Scott. Yep. I. Come on, how long's it take? Oh, okay. I'm having a guess. The correct answer was, because I actually have everybody's correct answer, was the Power of the Force. Which is why in 95, those figures are known as Power of the Force 2. Um, 
So for correct answers, we have Scott and Ben has the correct answer. Hurrah! Scott, Scott had wagered all of his 200, so he ended up Surprise. with 400. Um, Adam got the question wrong, so he lost yes. $100, which puts him at 800. But Ben bet all of his and got it right, which puts him at 1200, which means he's the, Ooh, this, the champion now. Well done. Champion. <laughs> so he made a comeback. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank my family. <laughs> so, well, well, well played, Ben. Well played, and well, well, played. Um, well run, John. And, and Adam, you, I thought you were going to have it there till the yeah, end. Yeah, me too. That's <laughs> not nah. John. I, I, I fluched that. I just had nothing until the last moment. <laughs> I was like, uh, right. I clearly had nothing the entire way through. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, Good on you, John. And yes, well done. Yeah, we'll have to um, have that on again soon so that we can take the crown off Ben. <laughs> okay, well, after that very fun game, we will be back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up. Well, just before we finish off, we'd like to share some feedback with you. And we love receiving feedback. We love your comments at Facebook, at Twitter, and we love getting emails at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And we have just, uh, we have one such email to read out to you tonight, and John's going to do it. So over to you, John. Yep. Um, our friend Randall says, hey, guys, loving the show. Just wondering if you'll be doing rapid fire reviews again soon. No. no I... <laughs> Sorry, Ben. And there's your answer. <laughs> yes. We, well, um, we normally save those for the times when we don't have a toy of the week, but um, we've had so many, you know, we've gotten more organized lately, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I think it also depends on how much news we have, um, whether we're talking to a guest. Um, we seem to sort of just juggle that around as we set up the script each week. But, uh, no, it's something I enjoy doing, so I'm, ha- I'm looking forward to the next one. Me too. Well, we should just plan to do one soon. I've never Indeed. done one of those. Well, there you go. We should plan to do one the next time John's on. So Scott can use his, his, talk, his clock ticking sound effect. That's right. I love my sound effects. Thank you for that, Randall. And we do love getting feedback from you. Um, so that brings us to the end of episode 46. We hope that you've enjoyed listening. And if you would like to listen to more, you can download our previous episodes or future episodes by going to actionfigureblues.com and clicking on the podcast tab, or of course, by subscribing at iTunes. And if you do go to iTunes, we would love it if you would take the time to leave us a, a positive rating and review. We enjoy those. Um, while you're at our website, you might like to check out the reviews and the articles there and maybe visit some of our sponsors like mike's comics and stuff shelflife.net and popculture.com who all help keep our site running and are great contributors to us when we're not 
doing this show or blogging, we are at the AFB Forum at afbforum.com, where Adam posts as Westie, John posts as Engineer Nerd, Ben posts as Fish Milkshake, and I post as Scotty, and we would love to have you there so that we can chat to you and um, find out about your collection as well so that maybe we can steal it. I mean, um, so that we can share it with you. Um <laughs> We, and, of course, we would love to hear any suggestions from you about Toy of the Week or discussion topics, and you can do all that by emailing us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. You can also follow AFB on Twitter at AFBlues and like the AFB Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. And with that, we is done. Good job, everybody. Great fun. And I uh, hope that you're surviving the heat if you're in Oz or uh, – Hope that you're getting mm. some heat. Mm-hmm. If you're not, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good night, Argentina. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Good night. What? Play with your toys. Stay out of jail, one. <laughs> Yay. Last week's sound sounded something like this. Holy crap, it's a George Harris. That's not what I heard. (laughs) (laughs) So guys, do you got any guesses on, on what last week's sound was? Who's laughing? Maybe there's a cat noise at the door. Uh, I thought I heard that cat. Just a minute. Hee 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 Oh my gosh, now I've got to close the zillion um, tabs I opened for the news. Far out. I close them as we do them. Well, aren't you organized? Even when you're ho- even when you're hosting, you close them while you're doing. Yeah, as we finish them, I, I close them. I put them in order, and then I close them as we go. Well. Okay. Do you color code your underwear drawer as well? Oh. Did did, did he slam the door on me? <laughs> was that John storming out of the room? <laughs> yes, that was me. Uh, I'm back. Yay! We missed you. John was mean to me. Okay, ready for some name that? Mm-hmm. Is somebody counting in? No, I'm waiting for you to say, yes, you're ready. Oh, my God. I, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're nodding, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, John, let's do some name that. And five. Do you want me to intro you? Well, isn't that how we normally do it? Four, <laughs> three. <laughs> now it's time for everybody's favorite podcast game. Well, it used to be mine. Net- no, it's okay. Five, <laughs> four, three. <laughs> we love each other, really, folks.
What? Like the brother I never had. Or <laughs> <laughs> okay. the one in prison that we don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and that's when John goes, I really do have a brother in prison, and we have some awkward silence. Okay. <laughs> you leave Juan out of this. <laughs> <laughs> In five, one, four, three. Oh, I get it now. Okay, cool. Um, well, thank you very much for that, John, and uh, thanks for playing it again for us slow folks. And coming up next for slow and fast is the toy of the week. For what are you doing messing with the pattern? I figure people can rewind. Who rewinds on a... Okay. I do. Well, you're weird. <laughs> Your underwear is color-coded. Yes. That would be awesome. <laughs>